This is Uncle Funk of the Soul Children LA, and you're listening to Psychotic Bump School with your host DJ Rome on KCWG, thetruth.com, the best internet radio station on the planet. My city's full of gang bangers and drive-bys Why do we die at an early age? She was so young, but still a victim of the 12-gauge My memories of a corpse Mind full of sick thoughts And I ain't going back to court So fuck what you thought I'm tricking in the sea Running for my enemies Well, I let her be 23 There's so much pain
We are back, KCWG, thetruth.com. Name of this program is Psychotic Bump School. My name is DJ Rome, and I am very, very excited to have this uh, panel here. I am, oh my goodness, I am so excited to talk about this topic tonight. I've been having this thing going on with me and cinema and the, uh, the portrait of trauma on film and how it tends to singularly pertain to our community. Uh, I've been wanting to talk about this for a long time, so I'm really, really excited to have this panel with us. So uh, a couple of them have been here before, and we have a guest here that's here for the very first time. So ladies first, uh, let's start with uh, this amazing filmmaker in Southern California by way of Flint, Michigan. Stand up, stand up. So ladies and gentlemen, please welcome back to Psychotic Bump School, the good sister Jamie Burton Orr. Jamie, are you there? <laughs> I'm here. Thanks for having me. Oh, absolutely. Welcome back. And I'm also proud to welcome back this amazing educator and playwright out of Northern California. Ladies and gentlemen, also welcome back to Psychotic Bump School, the good sister Caressa Boyd. Miss Boyd, are you there? Yes, I'm there. <laughs> hey, thank you for being there. And welcome back. Long time no see. All of two or three weeks, right? around <laughs> <laughs> <Thanks for having> me. <laughs> oh, so exciting to have you back. Uh, Caressa's in the house, y'all. And I'd like to welcome this good brother. He's a longtime friend of mine, also a filmmaker, educated brother, smart brother, conscious brother, doing some amazing thing in the world of film, amazing work in the way of uh, world of film, as I should say. Uh, the good brother has been in the underground scene for quite some time, and uh, I can't wait to get his take on this as well. So ladies and gentlemen, please welcome for the very first time to Psychotic Bump School, the good brother, Mr. Derek Detman. Mr. Detman, are you there? Uh, yes, I am. Thank you very much, Brother Rome, and uh, morning to the uh, other ladies on the panel, and uh, I'm excited to be here. Absolutely. We are very, very excited to have you back. Stand by. Yes. Oh, man. So I got a bone to pick about this industry, y'all, and I'm so glad to have y'all here. Um, I've been seeing this terminology on social media and online called trauma porn. Trauma porn. Mm -hmm. Biography, trauma porn. And the idea behind it is that there is a trend, and it's not a new trend, Caressa, Jamie, and Derek. It's not a new trend at all but it's the, the, the tendency of the cinematic and television film culture to fill the best way to fill seats and to grab eyeballs from the black community mm -hmm. is to show trauma, pain, suffering on the screen. Um, mm. An obvious and latest departure, if anyone has had a chance to see it, is the movie that just came out called The Photograph. And we could talk about mm -hmm. that as we expand this conversation a little bit. But I want to talk about that notion of trauma porn with the three of you. So let's go first mm -hmm. to Jamie Burton or uh, Miss Orr. What are your thoughts on that? Um, how would you say black lives are accurately being portrayed in our cinema, cinema that is, and our film? What are your thoughts on that? 
Um, well, first off, I did, you know, check mm-hmm. out, I, I've been hearing this term trauma porn and I just, you know, I did a little bit of reading and, and where it came from and, and what, um, I guess the term came about it somewhere around 2014 and people put a name on it with the Black Lives Matter and things like that. But, um, basically, so, so what I will do is go back to my first experience with what, you know, I would, I guess, use the term trauma porn, um, my engagement with it personally uh, would be uh, when Bill Cosby's son died. Um, oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was actually my first image um, in terms of consciousness where I had a, re- a, a immediate reaction and I was very angry because I remember it was Fox um, News because I knew a lot about Rupert Murdoch. And, um, oh, yeah. And I remember that they showed, it was from a distance, but they showed Ennis's body on TV. Mm. And prior to that moment, I can't recall ever seeing a body like that on TV. Wow. Um, so it didn't, it didn't go, uh, it didn't go amiss that it was a black man. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm at Howard University, my sophomore yeah it was my sophomore year and I I flipped I was so mad and um I was happy uh that Jesse Jackson actually spoke on it and he uh was representing the family speaking for the family and um they stopped it so because he he caught it right away they cut it and they stopped the other news channels didn't didn't follow suit um so fast forward mm-hmm. you know to now uh, you know, they say things start as seeds and then they grow. So right. I think mm-hmm. that there's a desensitization that occurs um, where we see an increasing amount of things that we normally wouldn't see on television, on the small screen, and then on the big screen. And then people get um, numb to it. You know, you get desensitized and then it doesn't bother you as much so you think. Um, so for me, the when you asked me about this panel, I remember texting you back. Um, do you mean like the difference between a queen swim and a photograph? And you, yeah. You said exactly. Right. Um, so I did see the photograph, um, and I did see queen and swim. Um, I guess I'll start with queen and swim. Uh, <clears throat> For me, um, I wasn't a big fan of the film. Um, I supported the film. I do appreciate, uh, you know, Lena Waithe and and, and uh, various filmmakers who are trying to portray us in different lights than what we've seen collectively. Um, but I was disappointed um, in a lot of things. And the first thing I was disappointed in uh, was when the black officer was killed on screen it didn't it didn't make sense to me and it didn't feel like it aligned with us culturally like that story is not familiar to me um yeah and then the, i don't know how far you want me to go because i don't want to dominate the well you know it's okay because uh i did not see queen and slim um i'm gonna go into reasons why but no you're fine i am gonna pivot can you hold that thought right there and uh, sure. let me give it one second to Caressa Boyd. Uh, Caressa, what are your thoughts on that? Um, and then I want to hear from Mr. Derek Debman. 
Well, I agree. Um, I also saw Queen and Slim, and actually that was the one scene that kind of did it for me, was watching the young man shoot the black man, the black man. Um, and I felt like it was more so for shock value, you know, which is what came from trauma porn. Um, I felt like that was put in there to kind of shock people, but not really, it wasn't accurate as like, like as well as I can't relate to that. I, I don't really understand that either. Um, and actually, last night I had gone out with some friends, and some some drama had um, just sprouted out in the environment. And I noticed that people just sat there and watched. And it was really it was a trauma. It was uh, two women that were arguing, and they were apparently a couple. And then one man was trying to separate them, but one woman started hitting people, and the security guards kind of didn't really separate them. And then everybody just sat around and watched. Yeah. And so wow. I also see how it affects the environment, you know, how much is this being um, put on, on TV is also affecting how we just react in our community. And so that's why I, I'm just like, okay, I I don't really feel like it's accurate because after a while, there were people who started to speak up and say, come on, everybody's going to sit here and watch. Is anybody going to jump in? And then eventually some people walked away and then more security guards came and separated the fight. Mm. But there was a whole wow. a moment where it actually became entertainment, and that's what I noticed is that you know it, it's shocking, and the shocking part of it is what causes people to keep staring. And because they know, you know, whoever is selling these films know that that is now a marketing opportunity to shock people and to keep them coming in just so they can keep staring. Oh wow. Yeah, that's fascinating. Uh, Derek Detman, what are your thoughts on that? Um, wow. Um, well, we were talking about uh, technology and, and uh, the internet and, you know, mobile phones and stuff like that, and how that is a part of life now. Um, you mentioned earlier that it, you know, started, you know, starts with seeds, you know, you plant the seed and stuff like that. Um, well, today's culture, we've been conditioned uh, to accept this torture porn by uh, not just entertainment values, but uh, it, by entertainment, but um, you have these uh, world star videos, um, these little clips of people that you see right. on the street, you know, getting knocked out or, you know what I'm saying, just fights in the neighborhood. Everyone got their phone out. And uh, just like uh, one of the panelists said, instead of helping the person or, you know, Everyone got the phone out, they're looking, they're entertained. You know, would this happen 30, 20, you know, 40 years ago? No, somebody would have done something. You uh -huh. know what I'm saying? But now we've been so desensitized to accept this as normal, this uh, torture porn as normal to the point where, you know, we don't do anything. We're entertained by it, you know, or I'm not going to get involved with that. No, you know, so, you know, because people have gotten hurt trying to, you know, separate or, or break up fights and stuff like that. So, um, you know, there's that factor too as well. Wow. But yes, um, I do believe, um, you know, nowadays we have been desensitized, you know, the society, especially the younger generation, uh, these uh, so-called millennials are desensitized to it because, they see it every day. It's like I said, it's on Facebook, Instagram, you have World Star. Um, you know, they have uh websites dedicated to stuff like this. Uh, they have um 
outlandish contests like slapping contests. You have people taking turns slapping each other, you know, who can slap the hardest. Right. I, I mean, it's absurd. But mm-hmm. like I said, you know, we've, we've, as a society, we've accepted it now. And, um, you know, it translates, you know, uh, as it relates to uh, more recent films. I never saw, I didn't see um, Queen of Slim. Um, I guess much like you, I have my reasons for not seeing it too, uh, Rome. Uh-huh. What um, your reasons? You know, uh, one, I'm not a big fan of, Le- of Lena Way. Uh, I mean, she's, she's okay or whatever, you know, but I'm not a big fan of hers. And then, um, just the, the, the story, the, the story alone, I just, it just didn't move me and I just was not motivated to see it. And I guess the same thing for, uh, the photograph, I guess this this movie that's out with, uh, Issa Rae, um, eh, you know, I don't want to, I'm not sexist or anything like that. I mean, I do think there's some very talented um uh like uh women filmmakers out there, you know, but uh I don't know. I think East Ray is just a move to overhype, if you would. You know, um I, I followed her ever since uh she was on YouTube with the uh the Aqua Girl series. Right. You know, so you know, I saw her, you know, rise from that. Um but um, you know, but I like to see more. Um matter of fact, um uh, the 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 new Candyman movie that's coming out people okay. think that jordan peele that's directed actually it's a sister that i forgot her name but it's a sister that's directing it oh. you know uh jordan called roadie but yeah it's a sister that's directing it and um yeah I, and it looks kick-ass and I, I, i'm excited i, I definitely want to see it so like i said there's other talented other women out there you know saying that haven't had their sign yet and i'm that's what i'm interested in yeah, that's that's what i like absolutely you know, so I think that yeah. sister's name is Nia DaCosta. Uh, I'm looking forward. Yes, to Nia DaCosta. Because, mm-hmm. you, you know, you mentioned Jordan Peele and the fact that he has appealed to people's sense of horror in a way that yes. uh, filmmakers haven't in a long time, Black filmmakers in particular. And mm-hmm. he actually takes the component of race out of it in films like Us, because it was just a Black family just going through stuff, right? So right. Uh, that was a different kind of experience. But you all raised some very good points. Uh, from yours, Jamie, talking about the Bill Cosby thing and Ennis Cosby, uh, that, that, that's a trip right there. Remember Rodney King in 1992 when George Holiday had his camera out and filmed that uh, police stop and beating of Rodney mm-hmm. King? And people were feeling like we were finally in this vanguard era to where uh, we got the coldest witness of all time, a videotape that will finally capture what really happened. And mm. back then we thought that, okay, we could weaponize our media uh, platforms in a way that could uh, lead us to justice and get, get mm-hmm. us, uh, you know, uh, social reparations if nothing else. And so it's gone all the way to, from that to this. Who remembers the NBA basketball player, Delonte West? You guys really got me thinking about beatings on camera now. Mm-hmm. Brought up oh, yeah. I do, I do. Yeah, yeah I do West, too. Yeah, Delonte West used to play in the NBA. I think he used to be a teammate of LeBron James when he was in Cleveland, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's right. He's going through some really, really tough times, and he was just captured on film. It was so hard to watch. Yeah. Um, people yeah. just videotaped him just getting stomped in the ground. Mm-hmm. And um, it, it, it's really sad that um, people do find such a level of entertainment in this. 
So let me ask you this, because we have social media platforms, the, the four of us who are on this call, Caressa, Jamie, and Derek, and we have our circle of followers and supporters who often look like us and, you know, full transparency, this is an African-American or black panel. How pervasive is this outside of our community? Is this something that's really just unique to, to us? Or to what degree do you see white trauma porn, Hispanic trauma porn, Asian trauma porn? Uh, does it exist? Let's go to Caressa, Derek, and then Jamie. Caressa, have you seen this in other cultures? Yes, because I am definitely a scroller. I spend a lot of time on Instagram. And yesterday, I actually saw a video of a man being attacked by a tiger in a different country, a uh, lion, actually. And what you see is first the video uh, shoots to a little girl who's standing behind a fence. And then you see behind her a man that's being mauled by a lion. The lion's in the cage, the man's on the outside of the cage. And then the whole, um, and it looks like it's some type of zoo. And then everybody there has their phones up and they're recording this man being attacked by this lion. Whereas a couple of years ago, those videos used to show multiple people screaming and yelling, trying to distract the animal. And now these people are sitting there waiting for the animals to tear this man apart. Oh, and that, it looked like, it didn't look like anything in America. Um, and I was just like, wow. So I do see a lot of it. I see every type of there is. I've seen um store owners attack people in stores i've seen and, and actually there's actually um uh internet mm -hmm. uh, accounts on these social media accounts that only show shocking videos just like world star but there's some that even go further where you actually have to press the button because it tells you that it's going to be um disturbing right. and so that is actually causing people to want to click that button that's like a horror film where you're like oh I, I i know i shouldn't be watching this but uh, for some reason, I just can't stop watching this and not knowing what we're exposing ourselves to and then continually exposing ourselves to it is causing an addiction where people want to keep seeing that. And so I noticed that a lot of times people will, um, and even I have um, really picked those accounts in my younger age because I was just like, wow, it's shocking and I want to see it too. Mm -hmm. And those are the ones that everybody is watching. Hmm. Wow. And so you, right. you can see comments on the bottom where people are commenting and then all of a sudden it turns into racial comments and, and it's everybody is watching this and they all have their perspectives that they're putting in the comments. Wow. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Derek Devman and then over to Jamie. Um, yeah, actually, just to piggyback off uh, what you just uh, brought up, um, I remember in the 90s, um, Maybe it goes back even further, but there was a videotape, um, oh boy, made myself, series called Faces of Death. And wow. it showed, yeah. yeah, and it showed um, video, I, I'm assuming it was from across the world, of people being murdered, um, uh, mm. you know, just, mm -hmm. just death. But, you know, it, it, it was that, just many ways people died unfortunately and it became an underground popular sensation and that has translated now you know with the internet and social media and stuff like that where you know like you have channels and websites dedicated to just that people now are like i said are desensitized you know it, it's the norm so much so that you see it on tv and 
or TV, they'll go push the line. But movies, no. I mean, you know, from Tarantino to uh, Scorsese, um, you know, today, uh, today's movies have no restraint on, you know, depicting murder and trauma. And, you know, it's no host barred nowadays. And I think uh, it's been a long running thing. And now it's just more widely accepted. So when you talk about Tarantino, uh, Jamie, I'm going to come to you with this because Derek makes, makes a good point. And Caressa did too, okay. from Faces of Death to what Caressa was talking about with uh, seeing it in other cultures, like tigers mauling people. That's reality TV. Uh, when it's scripted, um, well, talk about the, the scripted world, if you could, Jamie. And, uh, and, I, and I do want you to comment on the degree to which you've seen trauma depicted in other cultures outside of the Black community. Can you talk about that? Yes. Uh, well, I do want to say one thing before I forget. Um, the photograph, the movie with Issa Rae, was directed by a sister called Stella McGee. Yes. Uh, I just want to make sure she gets that, you know. Absolutely. Good. Because uh, a lot of people think Issa Rae directed that film. No, but no. That's right. The, so what, what's running through my mind in terms of other culture, uh, cultures and, and, and uh, trauma porn for everybody, is that I agree with, you know, Caressa and Derek. It's not, it, it goes back to like black on black crime, right? It's not mm -hmm. just. We don't, it's not just that. It's, it's in every community. Dick, the great late Dick Gregory always said, you kill where you live, right? Mm -hmm. So right. we focus on what's happening in our community because that's most pertinent to us and as we should. But, in the, but we shouldn't get um, caught into thinking subconsciously that it's just us. So the, 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 the movie that keeps coming to me to bring up is one of my favorite films of all time is the people versus Larry Flint. Mm. Um, that movie, you know, starred Woody Harrelson, it was an incredible film. Mm -hmm. And the whole point that Larry Flint was making, who, you know, had the, the hustler magazine and that whole thing was that, you know, people care more about, uh, are, are they're, they're more welcoming to violence than they are to like sex or intimacy or whatever you want to call it. Right. Um, and that just still remains, it's still true. Uh, you know, I'm glad Derek brought up, you know, Scorsese because, you know, I couldn't even get through the Irishman. It was too long. Um, <laughs> but, but it also, you know, it was just shoot them, kill them. Like we've seen De Niro mm -hmm. do that a hundred times. Yeah. He had nothing new to offer. It was boring. It didn't deserve Oscar praise, but it's just more homage to Scorsese. And I'm a fan of some of his work, you know, but at the end of the day, it's violent as hell. So mm -hmm. we, we had Grand Theft Auto. It's, it's just violence everywhere. So I don't think that you can even separate reality TV from narrative and scripted, the, the unscripted world from the scripted world. It's all part of our culture and it bleeds together just like Caress's experience last night. It all bleeds together. And so I think one of the charges for the artist is for us to recognize this and then we can make a change within our own work. Um, mm -hmm. I know I've taken a personal stand um, where a, while, a long time ago, I do not post um videos of brothers getting killed or 
I'll, you know, this, it, it, like there's a recent video of uh, a little girl uh, being mishandled by a cop. I can't, I don't, I yes. saw a little clip and I, I not, and I didn't go looking for it. It just exactly. popped up. I stopped mm-hmm. immediately. So what I do is I go read. I go to a, a, a news source I trust, the internet news source, uh, Associated Press is one of my favorites, or, mm-hmm. you know, I go to a news source and then I read about the occurrence of what happened. I don't need to see, uh, you know, bodies mm-hmm. or, or misuse right. or abuse. I don't need that normalized. Um, I will turn a TV show off. I will... You know, I damn near walked out of Queen and Slim. The only reason yeah. I stayed is because I needed to have an opinion and I needed to see the work so I could have, you know, uh, something to say about it. Right. So, you know, I think the biggest thing is that we um, acknowledge we're not, a, we're not unaware. So once we're aware, then you can make changes. You can speak. You can use your art. You can use your platform to speak on it. Um, but I do want to say this real quick. It's a fine line. You brought up Rodney King, right, and the, the ability to use the camera to weaponize uh, as a weapon to, 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 to make change. Mm-hmm. And when you look up all the trauma uh, porn on online as it relates to black people, one of the films that comes up is, uh, is uh, um, When They See Us, Ava DuVernay's. Yes. And what's interesting is, uh, you know, her re- response was, you know, that she, you know, you, you need to, like, you still need to see history. So it's this fine line because the the Central Park mm-hmm. Five just got some more money. And I think that's completely because of that film. Absolutely. Uh, so it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a tricky situation. It really is. But you make a very mm-hmm. good point with that because Kevin Richardson, ironically, who's one of the uh, exonerated five, I think he just recently spoke in New York to uh, make sure people understand who this Mike Bloomberg guy is. I mean, yes. he's yeah. one of the people that didn't want to settle, you know, authorize that settlement in New York. And it didn't happen until he left office with uh, yes. Blasio coming in after him. He kept fighting that settlement and wouldn't release the money. And so Kevin Richardson, one of the exonerated five, um, he's speaking to people in New York uh, just this past weekend as the, uh, the Democratic primary moves to South Carolina and onward to Super Tuesday coming up uh, in the very, very near future as we're listening to this. But wow, you, uh, y'all are blowing my mind. We don't have a lot of time, but um, I'm just wondering, um, given what you said, uh, Jamie, Derek, and Caressa, with, I, I, I saw the video of the little girl getting handled by a cop, six years old. And I, I'm gonna say the show, I'm gonna name the show because I'm a big fan, I love the show. But on Roland Martin Unfiltered, he has this segment or had this segment called Crazy Ass White People. And <laughs> it, it started off being a little bit, uh, well, I'm, I'm not going to say I, I laughed at it, but I, I did find it amusing at, initially that people could be captured on camera acting so foul toward Black people. But quickly, it became too much because mm-hmm. all it showed was Black people being abused. Uh, brutalized with verbal assaults, racial assaults, put downs, condescension. And while that wasn't the only thing he showed, he would sometimes show sisters giving it to him sometimes. But 
it became too much. And so when Jamie talks about instead of watching that going into the print media to read the background story, I think that's a defense mechanism that we need to consider so that we don't keep re-experiencing the pain of seeing ourselves suffering so much. So before y'all go, I wanna ask this, this one last question if I could. What is the distinction, if any, between this being an issue for black women versus black men? Are black women tending to be more susceptible to being depicted in this kind of thing? Or is it equal across the genders in the black community? Let's go first to Derek Debman, Caressa, and then back to Jamie. Um, I like to think it's even across the board, but um, they uh, tend to show black women in, in that light, you know, more frequent though, I, I, I tend to think. But um, yeah, uh, it, it, it's just, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm just kind of at a loss for words because. Um, yeah, videos and stuff like that. I, I I don't try to indulge or or watch. You know, um, some people watching for humor and, right. and stuff like that. But I really don't see any humor in it. And right. um, you know, even the the video. I haven't seen that video. I've heard about it. The video uh, about the uh, the little girl and the cop and stuff like that. Yeah. And stuff like uh, I, I try not to say indulge and. Um, you know, just take part of that. So I guess I'm kind of, you know, blind to, but I've heard, I am familiar with the different videos and stuff, especially with sisters in the uh, beauty, uh, uh, beauty salon, supplies, beauty supply, okay. you know, going to get their product and stuff like that. And you see them getting into it with the store owner and all that. Okay. Yeah. It's just, you know, it's a sign of disrespect, you know, and it's like they, they attack the weaker ones. I, I would say, um, mm -hmm. you know, cause some people, you know, uh, you know, we, we like to, we, we treat people with respect, you know, and we like to be treated as such. That's right. And, you know, some people take it, you know, saying to the extreme. So, you know, you as an individual have to think like, okay, do I really want to go there? Because, you know, someone's going to have their, their cam you know, camera out, and, I mean, their phone out and, you know, taping it or something like that. And it's not really worth it. But, you know, sometimes you just got to, you know, walk away. But some people don't. Sometimes and they choose to walk indulge. away. Yeah, come on. Yeah. So, yeah, but they choose to indulge. So, yeah, I don't want to take too much time. Yeah, that's that's my two cents. Thank you for your two cents, brother. Caressa Boyd and then Jamie mm -hmm. Burton Orr. I agree, and to piggyback on what this brother just said, um, I do think that women, black women, are definitely um, targeted more due to their trauma, mm. um, as well as the awareness of where they are. Now, I'm a teacher and I've been cyber baited. And what that basically is where students will try to provoke the teacher and, and say things that are shocking and insulting to get the teacher to blow up and then they record them. Ooh, speak on that. Mm -hmm. Wow. So that actually did happen to me where I was recorded for my reaction to a young student who had a stick in his hand, who was yelling at me and cussing me out. Yeah. And it was interesting how the video spread like wildfire and at the end of each caption had different comments hmm. and and uh, and it and the biggest thing i will say because i have experienced it myself is that you really do not know what happened until you read the news article you can't go by what social media says you can't go by those comments because it's people are so addicted to the drama that they they want to continue it so they spread it not to mention how entertaining it is for people once they get something like that. 
And so I do agree. I know for me as a teacher, uh, my experiences um, going through teaching, going through school, working and having a lot of stressors, I think that those are the things that people pay attention to and they may use for in their advantage. And that's exactly what they do on Love and Hip Hop. And every single episode, you notice how for some weird reason behind the scenes, somebody is saying something that isn't being said on stage. And you can tell they're being provoked. You can tell they're they're talking to them about, well, did you know this is what she said about you? Did you know that this is how they feel about you? And right. one minute you see them, they're okay, they're getting along. And the next minute you notice that someone's upset with someone else because of something that happened. And usually it is an old recording. And so I think it takes away our human experience of forgiveness, mm-hmm. um, of understanding, of misunderstanding, of, no, oh, okay, that's not really what happened. And be, by, you know, feeling it with social media and entertainment, it isn't, um, there is no need to heal because healing isn't entertaining. Mm. And mm. that's what the concern is, is that, you know, by, by this, we're not worried about the effects of this. We're right. just trying to make get ratings. Wow. And now we see the effects in our community. <laughs> so we have to decide, is this what we want? Is it worth that TV show? Is it worth yeah. this experience? Is it worth going out and not being able to have a good time because you're afraid and that somebody is going to lose their life? And that is what I feel every time I go out, because that's what has happened. People have lost their lives over arguments and things like that, that have been Mm -hmm. very small and easy to be resolved. But due to the culture um, and mass and how media um, just shows what people usually do, people start to just say, okay, well, then that's how I should react. I should just start yelling and screaming. Hmm. Yeah. Mm. And so keeps us from being able to have healthy ways of coping and, and communicating. Exactly. Derek and Jamie, did you hear what she just said? She said healing is not entertaining. Healing is not entertaining. Not entertaining. Yeah, yeah wow. exactly. It, it, uh, he's, yeah, I, she hit that right on the head. We may have to continue about two on this, but uh, Jamie Bernor, uh pick up right there and land the plane for me. Yeah, I love that uh, statement, Caressa. I think that's, that's accurate. Um, and, and I'll say yes, <laughs> because I'm actually working on a project that's dealing with something to that extent. But I, I think that um, the trauma is not, for me, I don't think it's more for black women than it is for black men. You know, mm-hmm. um, I think it's, I don't, I don't even think it should be compared, to be honest with you. Because, right. um, you know, the, the, the stuff that I've seen, you know, I grew up in a house with 10 people and I grew up with six cousins, six of us total. And it's, you know, uh, three girls, three boys. And just like when something happens to, you know, uh, black men, something goes off in me. Um, Mm. when something happens to black women, something goes off in me, you know, Mm -hmm. it's, it's Mm -hmm. just triggering all the way around. And, you know, um, and I think that, you know, we have to learn how to work collectively, you know, I mean, I don't want to go off into this, but a great example is the whole Snoop and Gail situation, you yes. know, um, um, I don't think yeah, Gail was yeah. more uh, traumatized than Snoop by any stretch of the imagination. And I don't think Snoop was more <laughs> traumatized. It's, it's, we shouldn't compare uh, those traumas, but they are yeah. traumas and it's, you know, some can, we could say it's self-inflicted. It goes back again. I'll bring in cinema. Uh, 
Spike Lee, you know, did Bamboozle. And you go back and watch mm-hmm. that film. That film is powerful. And it, and basically the premise is <laughs> after it's done to us, you know, from the outside so long, we start doing it to ourselves. And so that's really, at this point, solution-wise, um, this came to me while you guys were speaking, is that we have to become curators. Mm-hmm. Um, and each of us has to curate. Our, our consumption, and it's a, you know, I, I might misquote it, but it's a scripture, a Bible scripture that says something about, you know, your ear, guard your, um, guard your heart, because out of it flows the issues of life. It's in your heart, is your eyes, your ears, any gate that we have on our body, any orifice we have on our body, you know, we need to be aware and make our mm-hmm. decisions of what's coming into us so that what mm-hmm. comes out of us can be what we, we desire. Um, mm-hmm. And so, I feel that, um, you know, context, the biggest thing in this era we live in is the biggest frustration I have is context. You know, the, the kids and these young younger people don't know context anymore. They don't even know how to deduce based on having a whole story because people are lazy. People don't know yeah. how to research. So they see a clip of whomever. Like we, you know, and then boom, a decision gets made and they follow a headline. And, you know, it's so many times I've seen headlines and I stop because of my training uh, and I go and read and find everything I can. I find the whole story and then I decide my opinion before I say anything, because, you know, that's what you have to do. You you say something mm-hmm. and you realize, oh, man, I didn't know this part or I didn't know that. Of course not. You got to look at the whole story before you you Mm -hmm. make a conclusion i.e the reason i saw uh you know the movie to be honest with y'all i I didn't really want to see queen and swim but i saw it i was like let me see it so i can say so you know or but the photograph i saw it and to be quite honest with you as a filmmaker i wanted to see it because it to me it's a derivative of uh the bridges of madison county one of my favorite films Hmm. Um, but it was just nice to see a pleasant experience. Um, something, it, it wasn't different. It just was pleasant right. is what I'll say. Uh, so I know I'm kind of going all over the place. I'll just end my, my statement by saying we must become our own curators, period. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'll extend it because the way you said it was so beautiful. The, the curators of our own consumption. And that takes it even further because we do consume a lot and people have caught on to the fact that black folks do gobble this stuff up and like, like little Pac-Man and like little Miss Pac-Man, they gobble Mm. this stuff up and they they do it instinctively. (laughs) It's knee jerk without a lot of forethought, a lot of reflection. Um, And they miss out on the fact that this, this is painful to a lot of people that are experiencing it firsthand. And as Caressa said, healing is not entertaining. Healing is work, mm-hmm. and if this continues to happen, or as it continues to happen, uh, it, it sort of uh, complicates further the, the the process of going through the healing that we need to. Well, I can't thank y'all enough. This is not the end of this conversation. This is the beginning. <laughs> I would like to thank uh, Derek Detman, the good brother, uh, Jamie Burton, or the good sister, and the other good sister, Caressa Boyd, all filmmakers or playwrights and educators in California. Ladies and gentlemen, we've been talking about torture in porn or trauma porn. Uh, what did Derek call it? Uh, torture porn. 
in uh, black cinema. Uh, this is a topic that I want to come back to as the uh, rest of the year unfolds. So Derek, Jamie, and Caressa, thank you so much for joining us on Psychotic Bump School. Will you guys come back and uh, join me again? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Anytime. Okay, I and I'm gonna hold you to it. So this is KCWG, thetruth.com's program's called Psychotic Bump School. I'm DJ Rome. That was Derek Dedman, Jamie Burton Orr, and Caressa Boy. Stay tuned for more. We're right back after this.